Welcome back, everyone, and thank you to joining me with Unlimited Boundaries and Officer B. Tonight, I'm going to talk to you about a Friday. A Friday after I was working at one of the high schools in the city of Chicago. It would seem like it was your normal Friday. Well, you don't expect anything, but you know that children are antsy on the weekend. They're antsy from getting out of school. And this particular Friday was no different than all the rest of the Fridays. It would just be one particular day. There's always, always, you can guarantee, you can come to school. Children are happy. It's Friday. They're ready to get out. They can get their day started, take their test. And it's amazing how... Test frustrates teenagers. Now, most of the kids come to school because of there's always nightly hookups, parties going on. They can get with their friends. They can hang out all weekend long. And they're really happy about that. And I understand that because I was once that teenage kid. I was always happy to see the weekend come. It's much like people who have jobs. (laughs) You always want to see the weekend come about. But in high schools, there's always some type of pressure. There's always some type of way that some of the children just don't get along. And they want to make sure that they let somebody else know. The hardest two days in high school are Fridays and Mondays. The reason that Fridays are hard, again, because children want to get out. They don't feel like being bothered with anybody. They've been there all week. Mondays are worse because they got in trouble all weekend long. They hung out and they come back to school with problems and attitudes. Now, me on this particular Friday, as I said, it started out nicely. It started out in a way that, you know, I'm getting all the kids in and first and second period classes are well. Third period classes are going well, but lunch is about to start. Well, the first thing that happened in the lunch line, two kids got into a fight because one thought the other but somebody else. The normal, I'm a push and shove, but of course there were more punches. And then, of course, other students get involved. The next time that I looked around, probably about an hour later, you know, during another lunch period, now two kids are having problems because one stated that they're cheating on newspapers and, I mean, class papers and what have you during the test. And the teacher had to throw out their test. Plus, you had the kid that, of course, only came to class to interrupt the test. I remember this. Well, my day is going well with my several fights that I've had at this particular high school. And I've had to take two children to jail. Most of them I let the school handle the problems because you really don't want to take it to jail unless the child just doesn't get it. And they refuse to stop their actions and only had two. But after school, it began. I'm looking at our daily bulletin at work, and I'm noticing one of the kids that I tried to get kicked out of the school on several occasions because he had an F average, and he would only come to school for disturbance. He'd only come there to start fights and gang fights and what have you, and he would do it over and over again. Well, he stayed, you know, away from the school for a couple of weeks, But today he comes back. 
Now, he lived in a neighborhood around 61st and King Drive in the city of Chicago. And this kid had a great tendency to always bring the problems that happened at his house back over to the high school. Now, he was not in the gang that was around the high school, but he used to bring his gang up there so that that way they knew that they could have an after-school fight. But on this particular Friday, I can see this kid coming around the school, and I looked in the Daily Bulletin, and I saw his face. Now, I thought that that was unusual because I'm like, I know this kid. And he hasn't been up at the school for a while. But on this particular Friday, he decided that he wanted to come up to school. He was moving his feet, and I'm looking at him. But as I have looked in this Daily Bulletin after seeing his face, I noticed that he was wanted for a triple homicide. Now you ask him, why is a young man, the age of 17 years of age, wanted for a triple homicide? I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that. And then the next thing happened, he happened to have come up toward the school. Now I happened to notice him being a block and a half away from school. And I was like, oh boy, I got to go and catch him. So I tell my partner, listen, why don't you come down the street with me? I know that we're about to get off work in the next 20 minutes, but I want to catch this guy. I want to put him in jail because he's always been a problem and he's always been able to you know, evade the arrest. Well, not always because I was able to lock him up a couple times, but for the majority of things he ever did, he was able to do his act and run out of one of the school doors. But today, I'm looking to catch him. So I tell my partner to come down the street with me. And my partner looks at me and really doesn't want to. Now, I know that you really kind of think of how does your partner not want to go with you. But it happened. I knew that it would happen. I expect the same thing to happen from this child, from this officer. So she decided, no, that she wasn't going to come with me. So I noticed that in this particular district, that they had another officer sitting down the street. Now, she was sitting in her car, and then she's supposed to be there to help me in my policing work. So again, I walk over to the car. I tell her, you see this guy down there with the blue jeans, the red hoodie, and the white hat on. He is wanted for the homicide, a triple homicide. So I look at her, and I show the paper to her. I said, will you assist me? Again, I get a no, but I happened to look down the street and I saw a TAC team. That means that civilian dressed police officers, for those that don't know what a TAC team is. I saw them standing at the end of the block. I asked the officer to do me a favor and call them and tell them that the guy that is passing them right now is wanted for a triple homicide. Those guys looked at me as if, again, I was speaking another language. But they started to move toward this guy. Now, as soon as this kid saw me, because he already knows that I am waiting to arrest him on a prior fight that he has had, you know, damaging, you know, a couple different kids and desk at the school and doors. I mean, he was this, that type of kid. He was just always into something bad. He sees me, and he begins to run. Now, the tag team looks at him about to run, 
And they stand there like if they're frozen for this particular moment. And it kind of got me because why are you freezing? I'm telling you already, he is wanted for a triple homicide. I'm looking at the Daily Bulletin. I see his face. I know his name. I have told you that it is him. Well, anyway, the kid starts running and he starts running and the tech team starts running. I'm running after him. The kid starts going down 63rd Street and he is moving very, very quickly. I'm running right behind him. The tech team is running behind him. He runs across the football field. I mean, he is flying and we're catching him. He jumps over a 12 foot fence. I'm right behind him, right with the tag team. He runs again toward the baseball field, and he is running. I mean, I'm not catching him fast because I'm behind him. He's 17, and at this age, I'm 38 years old. But at that time, I still had good wheels. I can run with the best of them. So I'm looking at this kid, and I'm running, and we're flying across this. We're jumping fences. We're making a tour. The kid looked at the front door of the school. And figure that I'm behind him. I'm not in the school. So he runs into the school. Now at the school door. My current partner is standing at the door. She steps to the side. And lets him in the building. To my dismay. And to my amazement. My partner let the child into the building. Now I have to catch up with him. And find out where he's running in the building. Luckily the kid only wanted to get out the other side. So he runs through the front of the building. He runs down a long corridor. He makes another turn and runs down another long corridor until he gets, you know, I'm almost catching him. I mean, I am probably three feet away from him. He gets to the next door. He runs outside of that door. And luckily for me that the tag team was there and we were able to make an arrest for a guy for triple homicide guy who was wanted on two batteries from two students. He was uh, also arrested for criminal damage to property of the same school. So we were able to get multi-arrest on this particular kid. But again, if you think about who comes to school, you all don't know the association in which your kids are dealing with. They're dealing with gang bangers that you know that will shoot and that are killers of some type of sort. Someone in the gangs, in most gangs, have committed a homicide or they've at least committed some type of shooting. They've always done some type of shooting where they have may have hurt and got somebody close to death or paralyzed or at least bodily injured. Your children go to school with these people. Your children go to school with all types of people. And I want you, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You need to have conversations with your children to know who they're hanging out with, who's around them. Your children have more information than you've ever thought. You think your children are standing there and that they're not noticing things and they're not hearing things. Your children are hearing. They know what's going on. Get to the point where you start talking to your children, to your nephews, to your nieces. Let them know to let the police know what's going on because I'm finding out about the homicide, but there were several students inside of the school who had already known about this. They knew about the homicides two weeks prior to me finding out. They didn't tell me who the kid was. They didn't tell me that it happened in the neighborhood of where they lived. If they're going to tell me as their police officer, and I'm there with them throughout the year. I was there with these children from 
September all the way to June throughout their entire school year. So when you're dealing with children who are there without, you know, for an entire school year, you want to get to know kids. You are gaining their trust as a police officer. You get to know a lot of things, but children do not like to tell others, but they will tell their family members. They will tell their friends and any one of them can inform the police officers, no matter where they are, be it if they belong to a boys and girls club, be it if they're trying to do something in the neighborhood. We are always there to help as officers. Yes, I'm retired now, but I still will pass the same information to other police officers that are working. So if you ask me about the stories of what happened to the two officers that, of course, did not assist me, nothing. Nothing happened to them. I had to continue working with my partner, and I have other stories to tell you about her, but I'm not going to to belittle any particular person. That's why I'm not using her name, nor that I use the school. But believe me, it was not an easy day for me, not, not because of everything else. It's because that I couldn't believe my own partner saw me and four other police officers running toward this child, to this young adult, to this criminal, and she only opened the door and stood out the way. I would have been happy if she would at least taken the time to put her feet out <laughs> and done something to trip him or at least tried to hold the door, giving him another direction in which I could have caught the kid long before I did. So that is my random thought today. I want to thank you for coming to Unlimited Boundaries, Officer B, with your host, Lester Bailey. And you all are amazing to me. Please share this information with someone else. Please comment for me because I love to read your comments. They've been interesting to me for the last few days and the comments are coming in more and more and more. I enjoy telling you some of these stories and hopefully I'm being able to teach you a little bit of extra because everybody needs to know somebody who has a little bit of great information and that police work better when everybody helps them. Make sure that you, again, talk to your children more often than you do. I know it seems hard to be a part of their life and you're trying to give them a life, but you want to, to save a life also. So thank, excuse me, thank you again for coming along with me. I really appreciate you. I appreciate your comments. I appreciate your time and your efforts. You all stay brilliant, stay positive, and be brilliant your entire life. Have a fantastic day, and I enjoyed you being along this journey with me. Until the next time, we will always have a good time. Bye-bye for now.